pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangoni here, back to bring in today's slate, but I'm also here with a buddy over here, Will Priester, it's Chief Justice. How's it going over there, my man? How'd your night go? Man, it's going okay. I had some some, some good spots, and then I had a, a few guys that didn't show up. Uh, I, I decided to go with Jake Odorizzi tonight, and he didn't pitch as well as I thought. He kind of got blown up in the fourth, I think. Um but outside of that, I, I took a shot on Cleveland, and they played really well. Um, I captured pretty much all of their offense. But, uh, you know, like I said, all in all, it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I had a pretty solid night myself. It was funny. I loaded up on the cores, and I kept not being able to get as much cores as I wanted with the high price pitchers, and I didn't think it was day for the high price. So as I was messing around on FanDuel, I saw, like, you know, the way in Chen buzz was going on on DraftKings, and I thought about doing it on FanDuel, and I ended up going there. I went Walker Bueller, and, like, Walker Buehler pitched phenomenal, except two Cole Calhoun solo homers. Like, can it get any worse than that? <laughs> yeah, it can. Uh, Jake Odorizzi gave up, like, five five runs in the fourth or something like that. It can get worse. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I mean, this performance, it wasn't the greatest. Uh, you know, I got the strikeouts, only let up two runs, right? There's other guys that got blown up, so I shouldn't be upset. But just the fact that Cole Calhoun hit two home runs was just super tilting. Just of all the, all the people in baseball to do it freaking Cole Calhoun but people aren't here to hear our tilt they're here for the slate to talk about for tomorrow and uh, again we have like a weird day of baseball tomorrow Uh, we got slates all over the place FanDuel they don't have their early only open yet but I'm assuming by the time you guys listen to this they'll have that going so I'm assuming there'll be three slates over there DraftKings it looks like they have the uh, they have an early slate for like the 12 o'clock game but it looks like they're mainly focusing on the uh the two o'clock games uh combined with the four o'clock which will be like a seven game slate and then the night games which is a six game slate but we'll go through every single game game by game and break it down as best as we can uh you ready to rock will yeah man ready to rock my brother all right, here we go. First game up, Milwaukee Brewers, Pittsburgh Pirates. We got Chase Anderson and Ivan Nova coming up here. Uh, this is a game, you know, on these earlier slates, uh, we kind of have to break it down a little more than you'd think. If it was, like, on a regular slate, I'd probably be like, yeah, I kind of could cross this game off. But um, what are you kind of doing with this game? Because I think there could be some decent cheap pitching options, like a Nova is who I'm really considering. Because the Brewers do strike out a ton. Uh, that is one thing that they do. And on top of that, we get – the Brewers in a uh, you know better ballpark for pitching. I kind of like the idea of maybe putting Nova in there. It just seems safe. And uh, honestly, that uh, this early slate seems like that there's some bats I want. I think that Nova's the guy that I might look at. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, for some reason, these Pittsburgh Pirates pitchers have been having their way with these Brewers recently. Um, I, ju- I just don't know if Noah's going to – if Nova's going to have enough upside – you know, typically, he, he just he's really struggled with lefties a lot more, in my opinion, than usual. And so, you know, I know things, and uh, you know, Brad Miller, and, and if Jonathan VR happens to make the lineup, I know those guys strike at a at a fairly high rate. 
But Nova just struggles so much with lefties. You know, I'd be afraid to roll him out against what what's probably going to be at a minimum of four and possibly five if VR makes the lineup. Um, so I, I think this this would just be a stay away spot for me uh, with Nova. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm looking at cheap pitchers, Will, and like I'm just trying to see like on this like cheaper of a slate, like that's just the guy I would just feel like could get it done. It's mainly what I'm thinking, but I get why you don't want to roster. He's not the most fun play. What about Chase Anderson? He's not a guy I roster too often. And these Pirates bats, I believe you say at home they're a lot better too, and uh, they don't trick out a ton. I just don't know if I really want to go with Anderson here. Uh, what are you kind of doing with Anderson? Yeah, same thing for me. I mean, look, I say this all the time, and people think I'm crazy, but look at these guys at home past two nights. They've just been running the score up. And, of course, no, you know, limited investment. You know, you look, a lot of these guys are, you know, 3%, 5%. Uh, I, I don't want to pick on Pittsburgh at home, especially with the weather being a lot more conducive uh, for hitting. So this, this is going to be a stay-away spot. If I was interested in anything, uh, it'd be a few bats from, from either side. Uh, I, I don't think I'd want to stack per se, but I'd definitely be interested in a few bats here and there. All right, well, talk to me about the bats. Which ones are you looking at? Because, I don't know, there's not a lot that I love. Maybe I'm, like, just looking for, like, a Thames, you know, or Yelich or a Shaw, just kind of take the one guy on the opposite side of the plate. And same on the Pirates side. Maybe look at, like, Dickerson, Polanco, Moran. But I don't, just don't know. It just doesn't seem like a game I love the bats in. But it sounds like you have a little more interest. Which bats are you looking at? Yeah, uh, I mean, if I was looking at, you know, anybody from from uh, the Brewers, of course it would be, you know, the, the typical lefties, you know, Thames. Uh, I, maybe not as much Yelich because, um, you know, Nova leans a little bit more to the ground ball. Um, and with Yelich being more of a ground ball guy, maybe not as much Yelich. Uh, but definitely Thames and Shaw, I think, would be my – my top two there, uh, and then at a close third, Brad Miller. Those would be the, the three guys I'll be looking at on that side. And then, of course, for for Pittsburgh, um, you know, I don't think anybody's been hot, more hot on this team than Gregory Polanco. He's been playing really well. Um, you know, and I definitely think he's got some, some home run potential in this, this matchup, uh, especially with that lean to fly balls for Chase Anderson. Um, but Polanco would be my, my top bat. Uh, I don't know why they're not playing Austin Meadows a little bit more, but if he cracked the lineup, I think he'd be my number two. All right, sounds good. I think that's enough with that game. We can go on to the next one, and we got the Toronto Blue Jays, the Boston Red Sox. We got Sam Gaviglio against Eduardo Rodriguez, and, man, I'm just thinking all the Boston bats here, they're in a great spot. And then with Eduardo Rodriguez, I'm kind of – Figuring out what to do. It's just like he's been pretty good recently, and I'm really confused because it's, uh, you know, the Blue Jays against lefties is something I look to target. So, uh, you know, something's got to give here. Is Erod going to have the good game, or are you looking at these Blue Jays bats to kind of kill Rodriguez here a little bit? Well, um, man, the Blue Jays have also been playing playing fairly well uh, recently. I think I'd lean with Erod here. Um, you know, one of the things with Erod, though, that that's just – personal for me, I always like to check that, uh, not ownership, I always like to check that umpire data. And if for some reason he's got a, a hitter's ump or an extreme hitter's ump, I just don't think I'm, I'm going to be as interested. Uh, and Erod's ump is neutral today, so, you know, I think he, he'd be a fine play in my book. 
Um, I think I lean E right here in this matchup and maybe fade these Toronto bats. Yeah, I think that's fair. And on this, like, maybe smaller slate that you're playing, I do think right. it's, a, it's you know, he's one of the more talented pitching options that you can consider. So he's got to definitely look at. A guy we're not going to look at is Sam Gaviglio, I believe. I don't want to speak for you, but I think Sam Gaviglio is a guy I'm not playing, and I'm loading up on Red Sox. What about you? Oh, man, just, you know, sign me up for all the Red Sox. No need to overthink it. You know, the Red Sox have been smashing at home. They average, I think, about six runs or more uh, at home. So, yeah, no Sam Javiglio, no no need to even, you know, beef him up. Everybody knows to play the Red Sox in this spot. Yeah, if you have the money for Beth Martinez, load him up. Mitch Moreland, FanDuel, 3.2, way too cheap for him over there, solid value. But all in all, play Red Sox. I just think it's very simple if you're playing these early slates. Uh, let's move on to the next one, Will. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, Minnesota Twins. We have an eight total here. Chris Archer against Jose Berrios. And, uh, you know, Berrios is the favorite here, minus 139 favorite. I do think it's a pretty good spot for him. Uh, what are you kind of doing with Berrios first off against this Rays team that's kind of righty heavy? Uh, I mean, look, you know, I – We kind of talked about this earlier in the show, Mangone, but I fully expect FanDuel to roll out some form of a very early only slate, which is probably going to include this 12-35 game all the way through the next game at 2-10. And if that's the case, like I said, we fully expect that. I don't see how Barrios isn't your top pitcher on this, what's going to be this small four-game slate. I think he's got to be your top option here. Uh, even at 11K, uh, I think he's got more upside than anyone in this matchup. I know the Rays, um, you know, kind of came through tonight. But, you know, I, I played Kyle Gibson against this team on, on Thursday night. He put up, I think it was around 58 fantasy points. Uh, Kyle Gibson definitely doesn't have as much strikeout upside as Jose Barrios. Uh, and I, I just think this is a phenomenal spot for him against a team that really strikes out a ton. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'd be all in on Barrios in this matchup, even if I was multi-entering, I think I'd lock him in 100% on such a small slate. Yeah, I like him too. Just the question is the price, right? He's 10-9 compared to Erod, who's 10-7. So uh, if I'm paying up, I do kind of think, uh, you know, Barrios is a guy I'd like. But the, on DraftKings – or no, it's FanDuel, sorry. FanDuel is where it's interesting, Will. We get 11K on Barrios and then 8-7 on Erod. I think there's a big price gap, so I think that's pretty interesting. But I do think there's a ton of K upside. And if you can, you know, get some cheap bats in there with Barrios, I think he's a phenomenal play. Uh, if you had to pick between Erod and Barrios on, on uh, DraftKings, what, where, which would you lean? I lean Barrios. What about you? Yeah, I, I think it'd be the same thing for me. I, I, I just leave Barrios no matter what in this spot. I, ju- I just think he's he has the most upside uh, at, at any price for that, that small of a slate for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely makes some sense there. Let's talk about uh, Chris Archer here uh, for a little bit. Uh, he's a guy that was on a pitch count in the last start. Now he gets a spot against the Twins. We like playing lefties more so uh, against the Twins. That's where we've really seen a lot of success so far. Is Chris Archer someone that you're in play on this slate at 8-5 on FanDuel and 7-2 on DraftKings? I, I wish I could do it, man, gone, but I'm just not sure um, if the pitch count's going to be there. And, you know, he's, he's just coming back off the DL. I didn't get a chance to watch the game. And, man, I hated that because I really want to see how he actually looked versus, you know, what the, the actual fantasy production looked like. But I think if he's going to be capped out at, you know, 75 pitchers or so, I think I'm just going to stay away until he's back at a full pitch count. So he's going to be a stay away from me in this spot. 
Yeah, I'm fine with doing the same. So if we're staying away, do we like any twins here? Uh, sure, Eddie Rosario's fine. This twins lineup, I just don't know. I don't love it on this slate as much. I get it, 4.3 total, it's fine. But I don't know, there's just other offenses I like, and I think I'm kind of staying away. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think if I was going to do it, I'd just be going home run hunting. Um, you know, Archer's got two main pitches, which is the, the fastball and the slider. And, you know, on, on the slider, the guys, you know, they're making good contact. They, they don't really have the same power numbers. And then, of course, we know we know that, that uh, Archer's got a scorcher of a fastball, you know, topping out. I mean, I think he can get close to the mid-upper 90s. His average is about 94 and a half miles per hour per pitch. Um, so, you know, if I was going to roll that out there, of course, like you said, Rosario, maybe Brian Dozier, um, those would be my top two. But outside of that, I don't, I don't think I want to invest in any twins too much, especially when it's just going to be such a random bullpen game and other spots are going to be available for offense like Boston. Yeah, Boston again, another team to love. Uh, that's the one that we talked about already. But let's go to the next game, which will. This is an offensive game where I'm going to load up on, I think. Again, it's in that Chicago White Sox park, which I love for hitting. Uh, it's definitely, you know, explored a little bit today. Expect some more runs tomorrow. Uh, we got Danny Duffy here against Ronaldo Lopez. The Royals against the White Sox. Not the sexiest teams, but I do think this is a spot where offense could go off. We saw the White Sox crush Danny Duffy once this year. I expect them to do well here against the lefty. Tim Anderson at the top. Love him. Jose Abreu, Matt Davidson. All these guys, Kevon Smith, to make catcher easy. I just think up and down this White Sox lineup has some really nice value that we can look at on this slate to jam some Boston bats against Danny Duffy. And then the opposite side, Ronaldo Lopez is a guy that definitely has been struggling this season. Looking at a guy like a Mike Moustakis, I feel like he's going to hit one out tomorrow. Maybe Lucas Duda. Again, I don't want to go too crazy with Royals, but I do think the Royals are certainly in play. And I think this White Sox Royal stack on DraftKings, you could do like a Berrios and Erod together. Uh, if you find if you have a slate like that, I don't know if that's possible on there, but I do think that this. Uh, this is a really kind of cheap uh, – we're going to get some cheap offense here. What about you? Yeah, yeah, same. I just uh, – this is just a personal bias, but if the White Sox go off one day, I typically don't like to play anybody that, that scores 15 runs the next day. And Look, that's crazy. I mean, there's only a few teams that I like to invest in like that, uh, and that's Cleveland and Boston. Uh, I don't even like to play – the Rockies at home after they explode like that. So I think I just fade the White Sox here. Maybe I have more interest in Kansas City, but like I said, that's just something personal for me. Um, you know, when a team goes off like that, I just I just kind of like to fade them. I think I'd actually have a little bit more interest in Danny Duffy in this matchup uh, than I would the White Sox. I know that, you know, they kind of teed off on them earlier this year, uh, but, you know, We've seen Danny Duffy have some really good upside games. And I think this is a spot, you know, if the bad White Sox show up, then, you know, I think he could cruise through six innings uh, with ease and not give up a bunch of runs. So that that's just kind of my, my take on it. Yeah, I get it. Duffy, though, 5.25 exit. The K percentage only at 20%. The Woba at 353 against righties. ISO at 208. Man, it's, I don't know. The White Sox are like my, I don't know if they're my kryptonite, but they, they, they I do well when I play them. So they're really not my kryptonite. They're definitely like, you know, I get excited when I see them against the lefty, though. They're definitely a team that I kind of gravitate to. More so someone I have a bias towards, I should say. When I see them yeah. against the lefty, I kind of get excited. 
So uh, yeah, uh, I'm interested in them. But I get, I get what you're saying. You make sense with that. And like one of the things I thought about was, man, White Sox did well today. Will there be high ownership them on a small slate? It's possible. Uh, obviously on DraftKings on the 2 o'clock slate, maybe not as much. But on that early FanDuel one, if they do that kind of combination, uh, it could obviously be uh, interesting. But uh, I like the White Sox there. I think that they're the team I like the most in this game. Like I said, the one also like Mustox and Duda. You didn't talk about the Royals much, Will. Is that kind of how you're leaning? Just maybe take a couple guys with one off? Because Royals are not the most fun roster. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see any reason any day to stack up the Royals. Um, and look, I, I'm sure they'll end up on some tournament teams at some point. Uh, but you know, if I was going to play any Royals, it probably would be Bastakis, Perez, or and Duda, maybe a little three man. But I, I just don't see any reason to full stack the Royals. I just don't think they have enough tournament upside, unless. Everybody doesn't score any runs, and, and the, everybody else is on an even playing field. Very rarely does that happen. Yep, that's fair enough. Uh, I'm just we can go on to the next one, and uh, I'm just checking real quick before we do that. The uh, Pirates of Milwaukee they're doing a double header, so uh, if you kind of get confused, uh, I'm just pulling it up now. Yeah, they don't have the second game on the. Um, you don't have the second game on the like two o'clock or four o'clock slate that you're playing. So the game where Brent Suter and Clay Holmes are playing, uh, don't worry about that. You can cross that off. So I just want to note that for people who are maybe looking at the Rotor Grinders lineup page or kind of trying to figure out what why we went Milwaukee Pittsburgh first or why it's not on the slate. When they're looking at things, that's just kind of uh, you know to clarify some things here. But so we will go on to the next game instead. That's the Washington Nationals, the New York Mets. It's an eight and a half total with Austin Voth against uh, Zach Wheeler. And uh, yeah, this is a game that I just don't know if I love the pitching too much here. Uh, what are you kind of doing with the pitching in this spot, Will? Yeah, I think this is going to be a fade. I will say this. This is a spot that I'm looking at right now on this early slate that I think has potential for one of those Washington explosions. You know, this this is that spot where, you know, you're looking up and down and, you know, maybe people want to play other teams, you know, and, and then Washington just explodes. And on, on this small slate, um, you know, especially looking at these four o'clock games, um, this is probably going to be the spot. I think this is where a lot of people may gravitate towards um, and just looking at this this game overall, I think this is just a perfect spot for, for a game stack. I think this game could shoot out both ways. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the forecast right now. Looks like it's going to be uh, around 88, 89 degrees. And it looks like the wind's going to be blowing out around 14 miles per hour. Uh, this just really screams game stack to me uh, on this particular slate. I think this is going to be a spot where we can look for some offense. Oh, well, I hope you're right. Cause like when I play the nationals, it feel like it doesn't, it doesn't go right. Or I'm on the wrong guys. Like, I just feel like I've, I've gotten the nationals right at times. Like the one time, like I said, I said, Oh, that Philly series is the one to target. And I knew it was the one to target a week ahead of time. And then I didn't play them just that we haven't gotten along. Things have not gone well with me in the nationals. So I'm just going to listen to you. Will. I'm going to play some nationals here. Also to know, I played uh, the national stack the other night in that short Thursday day uh, slate or Thursday night slate. And yeah. uh, I didn't have Anthony Rendon. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually invested in them that day. Um, and you know, I was even in chat that day, I think. And I was saying, look, I said, for some reason, I just, I feel like I need to play the nationals. And it wasn't anything that I saw in the numbers because the numbers didn't say that I needed to, but I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just looked at the slate and I said, man, I just, I think I'm going to play some nationals. So of course I had Rendon and 
Uh, that proved to be very valuable on that slate. What a, what an upside game he had. So um, I, it, this isn't the same tingly feelings. It's, it's nothing like that. Uh, I just think that they're going to profile really well against Zach Wheeler in this spot. And, uh, you know, with those with those hitting conditions, I, I just think that they're going to be here for, for a phenomenal day. Yeah, I said the same exact thing. Well, I was like, I got to play these nationals here. It, just, it felt right with the way the slate was designed with all the good pitching. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, I made one team. I was out that day at like five or five thirty, six o'clock. And I just, it just happened. I didn't get rid of known exposure. I only did one team. So what are you going to do? But I'm not going to miss out on the nationals tomorrow. I think this is a good spot where they can take advantage of Wheeler. So I like the idea of getting some nationals uh, exposure here on this slate. Uh, do you like any Mets bats here against Voth? I looked up some numbers, you know, kind of not the greatest numbers. The K percentage was at like in like the mid twenties or so. But again, a minor league guy coming up. I know it's the Mets, and it's basically a minor league hitting team, but what do you kind of think of uh, the Met, uh, playing some Mets here against both? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, this. I think this is – I'm pretty sure this is going to be his first big league start. Um, you know, I, I think this is a spot that we can attack here. You know, if a guy's not an elite arm, uh, I don't I don't mind attacking them with any team on their first call up. Um, you know, it I, that's that's just something you know personally for me. I, I love to attack guys that are just coming up. So you know, Brandon Nemo as Drubal, uh, Wilmer Flores, Joey Batista, maybe Conforto if he's in the lineup. Uh, I, Mezzarocco. I, I just really have some interest in this. Like I said, especially for a game stack. I think I think the Mets could get to him here. I mean, you know, they kind of got they've gotten the Scherzer and Tanner Roark the past few days. I mean, look, they're not scoring 20 runs, but I mean, you know, four to five runs each day. I, so, you know, now you're giving me a guy that's just coming, you know, on his first call up. I just, I think the Mets could score some runs here for sure. Yeah, there's some great value on these guys. Like Conforto's 3-7 on DraftKings, so you can get him there nicely. But Fandle's where the value is. I mean, you get Nemo at 5K on DraftKings. On Fandle, he's 3K. Uh, Struble Carrera, 3.2. Joey Bats, 2.7. Conforto, 2.7. Flores, 2.7. I mean, there's some good value on these guys. So uh, don't hate it. I think it can make a pretty interesting uh, game stack between those two. So uh, we can go on to the next one, though. Let's talk about the Detroit Tigers and the Houston Astros. 7.5 total here, and it's Michael Fulmer against Garrett Cole. We know the Tigers. They've had their way against lefties, even though they didn't get it against Cycle today. But uh, against righties, they've really struggled. And Garrett Cole's in the mound. It just seems like a perfect spot where the stars are aligning, where Cole's the top pitcher on this slate. What do you think about that, Will? Yeah, look, this this is a, another spot, man, where I think, you know, people have kind of, you know, we, we kind of wrote off Garrett Cole because he didn't have the K numbers. And then, you know, boom, an upside game happens against Oakland. I remember kind of talking about it on the air that day that, you know, if, if everyone was going to be going this way, I felt like, you know, we should kind of all be on Cole for, for the ownership purpose and, and because it was a matchup with Oakland and, you know, we saw what, what this guy can do. Now, look, you know, it, it all comes down to the combination of price and matchup and skill. And so I know every day isn't going to be an optimal time. But this would be the optimal time. This Detroit offense, my goodness. I mean, I think this offense is worse than the Mets at this point. I, I really do. And, you know, I'm looking here. They've got so many righties that I just don't think stand a chance against Cole. Uh, so I'd be really interested to roll out some Cole here and look for another uh, big upside game. I just think this is another spot where he could dominate. Agreed. I'm just locking him in, I think, on this slate. Got to love Garrett Cole. Uh, she's just a phenomenal play here. And the Tigers, you, you agreed. They are uh, – they're almost as bad as the Mets lineup. It, it, 
it's close. It's a, it's a good conversation. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Fulmer a little bit here in this Astros offense. Are they a team you want to get some exposure to? I think I'm just not playing Fulmer, and I, I think you could go to the Astros. But I don't know. There's other offenses I prefer. Maybe take like a Redick for cheap if you can get him. But I don't know. I'm not in love with the Astros tomorrow for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm going to um, play the Astros as well. Uh, in fact, you know, in my bill for for yesterday's slate. I seriously contemplated playing Mike Fires. Uh, look, Houston is a team. I, I just I, I don't I don't like to play them at home unless it's a two game slate or something, and I'm I'm forced to to put them in my bill. Uh, tomorrow's not that day, and so I just I, I just think it's just going to be a stay away for me. I don't, I don't have any interest in this offense on a slate that has all, tons of offense in other spots. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. Let's go on to the next game. We got the Cincinnati Reds, St. Louis Cardinals, nine total here with Luis Castillo against Jack Flaherty. And I think it's a great upside spot for uh, Jack Flaherty and could be a good upside spot for Luis Castillo in tournaments. I don't think he's super safe, but I think there's some upside here against this righty heavy Cardinals lineup. Sure, it's got a nine total. I get that. Vegas expects some runs to be scored and I'm sure it's going to be hot in St. Louis and that can be a bandbox at times. But uh, I have a little bit of interest in these pitchers in tournaments. I think they have some uh, just tournament winning upside. What about you? What are you thinking about this game overall though yeah I mean I, I think you know on a site like DraftKings I think that's where I would I would have some interest in Castillo uh at 6200 uh Flaherty maybe not as much I, I think you know in this particular matchup I, I think I play Grinky over Flaherty they're going to have an extreme pitchers up tomorrow on that Arizona uh Atlanta game I think I lean more with Grinky in that matchup versus uh Flaherty uh, but but I definitely see the see the the rationale behind it. Uh, two guys that that have flashed upside uh, in the past, and you're looking to capitalize on that for for a cheaper price. Uh, it's just I I think for me, if I'm going to play also the same thing, I think if I'm going to play Castillo 6200, um, may, maybe I consider playing Danny Duffy as well. That's not as as much of a, a needle mover as as the uh, Grinky Flaherty call, but I think that's where I, I would be at on on, on DraftKings on FanDuel. I think I'd stay away from both because one pitcher site. I think I'd either decide to play Garrett Cole or Aaron Nola and leave it there. Yeah, that's probably fine. Any interest in these bats in this game? Uh, you know, Cardinals are still cheap on uh, FanDuel. Like, an Ozuna is still cheap. Uh, he's probably cheap on DraftKings, too. I know he's been the greatest. But, yeah, 3-6 over there and then 2-8. Uh, any interest in these bats in this game? I know there's a 9 total, but I don't know. I'm just not in love with the bats as much in this game. Yeah, um, at, the, at the moment, I don't have as much. But, look, I'm <sighs> – I, I really like to take into account when, when the weather's going to be good. And this is just another spot where the weather looks like it's just going to be phenomenal hitting weather, 92 degrees out there. Wind isn't blowing out tremendously, but it's going to be really warm, so the ball should be, you know, uh, flying out of the park there. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't blame you for taking shots on some of these guys, um, you know, like Carpenters, Shebler, Scooter Jeanette, um, you know, Ozuna, like like we talked about, or like you talked about here earlier, the Cardinals are just so affordable. Um, you know, when you can get a team where most of your team is, well, the, the whole lineup is under 3,500 3, and under, um, especially when you're trying to play a guy like Garrett Cole, it just makes everything work. And so uh, if that comes up, you know, maybe you could do a, 
Cardinals met stack or or something like that. So I think that's the value in playing these guys, just such cheap prices and good hitting weather uh, against Castillo, who's had some problems this year. Yeah, I believe on Wednesday, uh, you know, they made everything work, but they had like, you know, one run or something. They've just been really frustrating, at least with these prices. You feel like your hand's been forced to play them. I don't feel like my hand is forced as much today with the way the price went up a little bit. But um, sure, I, yeah, they're fine. I just, I have fatigue with them kind of uh, that I'm dealing with at least. I don't know if you're in the same boat with that, with the way FanDuel priced them this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, you know, I missed the boat on it. The, the day before was the, was the day to play them in it was almost like I knew it. I looked at the slate. I was like, Oh, this is an easy slate, you know, play the Cardinals and, you know, you load up Garrett Cole or everything works. I think it was something like that. And then uh, of course I didn't do that. I think I ended up playing some Dodgers or something like that. And then the very next day I was like, Oh, they're still cheap. And then of course they don't score any runs that day. So yeah. Uh, but this, you know, this is another opportunity to get them at low prices. And I think against Castillo, they, they have a shot to put up some runs here. Yeah, well, uh, I can I can be the worst and one up you here. Uh, I I actually liked the Cardinals that day. You know, I touted them, loved them, and then I ended up talking myself in the Yankees. And then the next day, I talked myself into the chalky Cardinals, and then the Yankees went off. Just it was a for tournaments, it was not fun. Cash went fine, but oh, it was so frustrating. Will. Oh, oh, wait a minute. So, so quick plug. One of my friends from Ohio, uh, Nate. Shout out to Nate here on the podcast. Uh, Nate will have been playing Cleveland. I think three or four slates straight. And of course they were just kind of letting him down. They were at home, you know, didn't have the upside game. And then the very next day they go off for 19 runs. And he was playing the Reds. How, I mean, how crazy was that? Just, oh, man. No, no, you playing the Red Sox. Sorry. How crazy was that? Everyone can relate, man. Like it is, a, it is the horror stories. Then you're in your head all week. It's an absolute disaster. But uh, hopefully, I'm sure there's someone listening that had that happen last night, and they're just freaking out about it right now. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, can be a pain at times. So hopefully, Nate has recovered from that and moved on to the next slate. Uh, but let's move on to the next game here. We'll talk about the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. And I know you talked about an extreme pitcher zone before in that uh, Zona game, but I do see there's an extreme pitcher zone for Aaron Nola, and it's against the Marlins team. I do think this is a pretty interesting spot here for Nola, and I think there's a ton of upside in this great ballpark for pitchers for Nola. Yeah, I really do. Uh, you know, also, man, you know, not. I guess I don't want to say RIP, but shout out to the Siege. Uh, I think everybody knows he's leaving Roto, Roto now. Uh, I'm the new guy. You know, we got to do a show together. He will be missed. Why am I bringing up the siege? Well, the siege doesn't want you to take pictures against Miami. But I, I just I, – I don't see any reason to fade Aaron Nola here. Uh, this is, I think, a, a phenomenal spot for him. Look, if Miami lights him up, then, hey, you know, I'll get proved, I'll get proven wrong once again. But I, I think this is a phenomenal spot for Nola. I don't see a reason to have to fade him. And then he does give you, you know, $500 worth of savings off of Cole tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I, I just think this is a phenomenal spot for him. You should mow this offense down. Yeah, agreed. I think it's a great spot. And I think CJ's pulling a Brett Favre. I think we'll see him eventually again soon. I think the Brett Favre is going to happen, but we'll have to see how that all plays out. And shout out to CJ. You know, it's been a great time with him and RG. And we, we can still have him on Twitter, right? We can still, uh, you know, bug him about stuff and uh, see his hot takes there if we need any help with that. So I'm sure he'll <laughs> help you guys out uh, for anyone listening for the, the Rotograders loyal. But uh, yeah, Nola again, a phenomenal play. Uh, Trevor Richards on the opposite side, do you have any interest in him? It's normally like, hey, Phillies against righties, their strikeout upside. Uh, I think I'll pass. With Trevor Richards, and I really don't like a lot of Phillies bats here. Maybe like an Abdul Herrera, and really kind of target some of these lefties. But I don't know for some reason I'm just not excited about this Phillies offense today. Yeah, uh, you know, 
this is another spot, though, where if you look at the Phillies' prices, they have drastically come down in the recent days. Uh, just a few days ago, Reese Hoskins was 3,900. Herrera was 3,800. Santana was around 35, 3,600. I'm talking about FanDuel pricing. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, I know for sure, was around 37, 3,800. And now I'm looking at these prices 3,200, 3,400, 3,200, 3K. These top four bats could really have a field day. Uh, with Trevor Richards, I mean, he, he's nothing special. Uh, and look, this is a spot on FanDuel. I know, uh, I know a lot of times we don't like to do this. I, I think we could, we could play Nola and play four Phillies bats, uh, and, and get away with it. You know, when I'm looking at some of these numbers for Richards, he's got a 4.94 X fit, he's walking guys at 11.4 percent. And I look, I know the Phillies uh strike out a little bit, but his hard contact combined for both sides of the plate 40. 40.5% is fly ball rates at 35. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking at these other numbers here. Uh, Woba, 403 to righties. I mean, we, we could really we could really see a, a upside spot here for the Phillies at, at what I think should be very low ownership. Now, you know, there are a couple offenses that we probably like more, but I, I think Philly's another team that might be a little bit too cheap for this matchup. Yeah, DraftKings are they're not as pray or they're a little more pricey at four two for Caesar, Hoskins four five, Herrera four three, uh, Santana four K, and then Nick Williams four one. But Fanduel, you're right, the price is really cheap over there. But I, I kind of you're talking me onto it a little bit, right? The, I kind of was writing them off, and the more you talked about, it, I was like, yeah, they could be pretty interesting. I kind of got them in like the player pool, like they they were out of it. Now I moved them back in. We'll see if they stay throughout the uh, day. Uh, but I do like that price on Herrera. I kind of think he's uh, the one one bat that I love the most. Force me to pick one. Uh, yeah. Anything else to talk about in this game, Will? You want to go to the next one? Uh, no, nah, I think we can move to the next one. All right, last game of this uh, early slate, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we got the 410 uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and Atlanta Braves, Zach Granke against Sean Newcomb. And uh, you talked about this game a little bit before on liking Granke, so talk about it again. What are you kind of doing with these two pitchers? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm an Atlanta Atlanta guy. Man, I, you know, I love the fact that, you know, we're ha- playing some winning baseball for a change. What a breath of fresh air it's been to actually turn on the TV and, and know we're not going to lose every game. Man, how great has that been? But in this spot, you know, he's going to have a pitcher's on. I think Grinky's got some upside here, and I look at 10-5 on FanDuel. Obviously, I'm not going to play him over Aaron Nola or Garrett Cole. But my point is just that I, I think he has some upside, and equally I think Sean Newcomb has upside at 6,900. I think if I was going to spin down on anyone, uh, I, I think it would be Newcomb uh, here in this matchup, uh, just for the you know the, the the combination of skill and umpire. I just think this is a good spot uh, for, for both of these pitchers. I don't see this being a, a high scoring game, and I think Vegas agrees. I think they've got it at a, what an eight right now, um, and, and I think that's fair fairly accurate. I mean, I even think this game could be a little bit lower scoring than that. It could easily be a three one game, three two game. I think that's about what it was today. And, and we had Anibal Sanchez and uh, Godley on the mound. So I think these two pitchers are, are better than, than those guys. And I know uh, each slate is different, but I, I just I think this could be a pitcher's duel here. Um, so I, I don't think I want to take a shot on any bats outside of maybe Freeman or, or Goldschmidt or, or, uh, or, or uh, A.J. Pollock or something like that. This is a spot I want to stack. I, I'd be more interested in the pitching. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm heading over the, uh, the, the racetrack tomorrow where I can do some little sports betting, and I might do a little bit on the under while I'm there. Well, I happen to be there, just throw it in on this game. Uh, it doesn't seem like a bad idea. Uh, I, I like the pitching in this spot. Uh, kind of agree with you. I like Sean Newcomb's price. That's really cheap for him. Uh, you know, DraftKings fan, just a really nice price. Even DraftKings on Granky at, at 8-4 is a really nice price too. So, uh, yeah, I think this is uh, all in all a game that we want to uh, look to get some uh, exposure to the pitchers. And I'm going to fade the bats. What about you? Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, this is going to be a spot where I would fade. Uh, I think on DraftKings, if I was going to invest there tomorrow, uh, I, I know Garrett Cole has tons of upside, but but I almost feel like my my combination would be something like a Barrios Granky combo for that early slate. I really I really think that can kind of really give you some upside there. Um, I'm not saying I'm I'm going to play because you, you guys know I don't play DraftKings as much, but just kind of looking at that combination, I think that's something we could really. Uh, leverage some, some ownership of the field there, especially with these guys at the top. Uh, I, th- I think the ownership between Cole, Noel, and Barrios may be spread out enough that you can leverage that ownership and, and play a little bit more grinky than, than usual. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fair and fine uh, to do. That wraps up this early slate, though. We can start moving on the main slate. But before we do that, uh, I have a minor announcement to make. Nothing big like this feed or anything. But uh, if you are listening to The Weekend Grind, say you're a loyal listener, someone that listens all the time, uh, we are going to be uh, on the premium for now on. Uh, going behind the paywall, I've been told. So uh, if you want to catch us, we'll be doing the premium podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll have some uh, mix of people on there. Don't have the final details of everyone who will be on and whatnot. But I know I'll be there uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, just so everyone knows, if you're looking next weekend and you can't find it, you're freaking out, uh, just telling you guys this weekend now, and I'll remind you again uh, tomorrow as well, just so you know. But it will be on the premium for now on going forward. Let's move on to the main slate now, Will. And uh, we got the Los Angeles Angels, the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's Andrew Heaney against Alex Wood. And, yeah, it's a West Coast game, but it's technically a West Coast afternoon game. So I'm expecting a little more heat there. Uh, Two lefties on the mound here. Uh, Alex Wood coming back, I believe, from injury too. So I'm assuming he's going to have a little bit of a shorter leash with that Dodgers going with that uh, weird six-man rotation now they're they're doing. Uh, What are you kind of doing with Wood here and Heaney? Yeah, um, I I'm not sure if I want to invest in either one of these pitchers on this slate. Um, I, I just think I, I have an, another pitcher that I, I may be a slightly more interested in. And, and Mango, when I say slightly, I do mean slightly. It's because of his matchup. I, you know, spoiler alert. And it's not because of his last game. Last game is just because of the matchup. Kyle Hendricks may be my guy on this late slate. I'm not sure yet. Just, but you know, he's going against the Padres. So I, I think in this spot. You know, I do believe that Haney has some upside. He just had a fairly good game against these guys uh, a few days ago. So I'm not going to write Haney off, but uh, I, I just don't think he might. I think he might be maybe my number two pitcher tomorrow or something like that. Uh, so I think this is going to be, be a stay away for me for both of these pitchers. Yeah, it's just interesting you say that. Like when you kind of look at the slate in general, you kind of take a peek and you're just seeing the 3.03 total for the Angels and it kind of makes you want to gravitate towards Wood just seeing what Vegas is thinking. But I don't know, man. I'm really torn at what I'm going to do with this kind of pitching spot. Sure, Wood's fine at 8.3. You know, he's fine at 8.6 on both sites. But it's just like the short leash is possible. I don't know. I'm still indifferent on it. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, uh, I 
I'll, I can let you know tomorrow, I guess, if you ask me on Twitter, but I, I don't know at this point. Because, again, like I had this decision with Walker Bueller, and I ended up making the decision. He was too cheap on Fandle at 7,800. The reason I played him was I just valued his, you know, 85 pitches more than some other guys. And it, it was fine. It wasn't amazing. But, again, it was an ugly pitching slate. And this is not a great pitching slate that we have for this main slate. So I just don't know too much what I'm going to do with this game. Right now, I'm kind of just really writing it off. I don't really love the bats too much. Maybe, I guess, like a Kiki Hernandez against Heaney or like a Justin Turner or Kemp, but I'm not going too crazy here with Dodgers at the moment. There's other bats that I prefer. Anything else you want to talk about in this game, Will? Well, I, I do want to just kind of remind the listeners that, look, we just saw this game last Sunday. Uh, this is when I actually watched, and it was fairly uh, low scoring. And like I said, Vegas, Vegas agrees. Uh, I, I don't think we want to fall into the trap of loading up on bats in this game. So just kind of want to put that out there for the listeners. Yeah, I just oh man, this this game is the confusing one, right? You always have like a game that might scratch your head on today, and this is the one for me right now. So uh, <laughs> well, I'm just gonna move on to the next one here. Uh, we'll talk about the Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles. This is a ten total, and this is a game that I'm not scratching my head on, man. I am buying in on. This is a great one. We got Martin Perez against Yefrey Ramirez. These are two pitchers that are gas cans should absolutely get blown up. We get Martin uh, Martin Perez against this. Righty heavy Orioles lineup. I'm expecting Machado to go yard. Love Adam Jones. This whole team up and down, I think, is a really good spot for these Orioles. And on the opposite side with the Rangers, uh, you know, against Ramirez, I like it when the Rangers go up against a righty. We can get guys like Gallo, Mazzara, Chu, Beltre. Just all these guys have really nice prices on FanDuel specifically. Uh, decent prices on DraftKings. Uh, pretty fair discounts on some of these guys. But I'm, I'm in on the game stack for this one, Will. What are you kind of doing with this game? Yeah, I think this is definitely a spot that we can target for a game stack. Look, I've been targeting Martin Perez, uh, guy, for for a long time now, and I don't think it's failed me one time. And I think this is Perez's first start in a while. I think he's coming off the DL now. Um, you know, look, if there was ever a spot for Baltimore to to show up, I mean, it'd be in this spot. Manny Machado on FanDuel is only – only 4200 I know that seems a little expensive, but, you know, we've seen Manny Machado at 4800 before. I, I just think he's got to be your top shortstop on the day at that price. Uh, just, just looks like a phenomenal spot for him. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. You, you brought up game stack, and I think that's exactly what this, this feels like, the perfect game stack spot for both of these teams. You know, uh, blue notebook time. Uh, the the Rangers didn't come through as I suspected uh, on the Friday night slate. Like I said, they didn't do bad. It's just most of their production came from Gallo with the home run and Ryan Rule with a pinch hit three run home run. So uh, I just think this is a phenomenal spot for, for both sides. Yeah, agree with you there. Uh, pick pick three bats on each side of the ball, Will. Uh, if you had to take them, uh, I'll go first. I'll, I like Machado, Jones, and then. Uh, I'll probably go to Tim Beckham for the savings or, or scope. It's tough, though, uh, to pick. But against Perez, man, there's so much upside. And then on the on the Rangers, I obviously go Chu, Mazzara, and Gallo. They're just home run potential. Oh, man, you shot me there. I'm surprised you didn't go with the Trumbomb. Trumbomb. Uh, I think I'd take Trumbo, Jones, and, and Machado uh, if, if I only took three. And then uh, on the Texas side, uh, I think it'd be Chu. I think I'd take Mazzara. Uh, I actually think I'd take Odor. I look for him to have a big day today, and it, it didn't come through quite like I like I thought. I think I'd take Odor in this matchup. He strikes out about ten percent less than Gallo, and uh, I think he could you could pencil him in for one to lead the yard. So that's what I think. That's the direction I think I'd go. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Tremble is probably the better play because why am I playing Tim Beckham when Arenado against Wade LeBlanc is on the slate, right? That just doesn't make much sense. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, we got the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Indians. And this is actually a game I'm really focusing on tomorrow. I have this like uh, thing called the Derby Day. It's like a, I guess it's like a mini live final you could call. It's not really for a big prize up top, only 1K, but it should be a fun time uh, do, doing it with FanDuel. And there's like 50 people. So I'm really focusing on this game. It's only a single entry one, which is really fun. So I've kind of, I'm going to really be diving into this game specifically, just trying to take it down so that'll be a lot of fun tomorrow but new york yankees cleveland indians cc sabathia mike clevenger and uh yeah i'm looking at this game and again these are pitchers clevenger's one that i respect a little bit he's perfectly fine solid and cc's a guy man i love the target but sometimes he always finds a way to get it done will uh what are you kind of doing here are you just loading up on the bats because i think there's some really good bats in this game. well look i've you know i played cleveland <clears throat> on last night's slate and boy did it did it just it just pan out for me. I mean, I, I just happened to hit on the right guys this time. You know, I took Lindor, Brantley, Ramirez up top, and that's where most of the production came from. And I, and I had Alonzo who kind of squeaked in with six points. But, you know, I pretty much got around 20 or more points uh, around that on FanDuel for, for those guys, and that just really uh, helped my, my lineups out there. I just don't know if I want to do that again today. Um I just don't want. I just don't think I want to attack CC uh, too much tomorrow. I think I. It's one of those situations, man, going where you always talk about robbing the bank, and I think this is a spot where I kind of took Cleveland. I robbed the bank, and then today I think I'll I'll, I'll back off of them. Look, Cleveland at home, uh, in my opinion, they're always in play, um, but I just think you know I have you know those other spots that that I like, like this Texas uh, Baltimore game. And then, of course, we got another another beauty out there in Coors again. Uh, so I think this would just be a, a stay-away spot for me. Maybe I pick and choose some bats that uh, I felt like could hit some home runs. Like Jose Ramirez, who, I mean, man, has, has he been hot or what? My goodness. Uh, and so I, I think if I did anything, I think I'd maybe take Ramirez and leverage the ownership on Arenado and hope that Ramirez – has an upside game and Arenado just kind of skates by with, you know, 12 to 15 points or something like that um, on, on FanDuel, of course. So uh, that's just kind of my approach to this game. I think I'd go home run hunting. I don't think I'd want to stack it all. Again, I, well, I have to play bats in this game because, again, they got this single-entry format that I'm, I'm stuck with. And uh, I do think there's some interesting bats, right? Like, Judge against the righty is normally what I lean to, but I think Stanton's obviously in play, too. Judge and Stanton obviously could both hit home runs. They're good plays. But the kind of the bombing other guy I'm looking at that I could think could be interesting, well, everyone could be on Greg Bird in general. Maybe they're still riding the hot streak. Uh, you know, I'm going to look at Miguel Andujar. I think he's in a pretty good spot to actually hit one out from stuff I've looked at, looking at the uh, played IQ. So I like him a little bit. But Greg Bird, I kind of want to talk about again. You talked about a hot streak with Jose Ramirez, who he's been scorching out. So is Lindor. So has been Greg Bird. He's hit, I think, three home runs this week. Is that a pretty solid uh, week overall? So uh, if you've been playing him, you know, keep riding that out with him against uh, Clevenger with that short porch uh, with the Cleveland Indians. You know, it's definitely a, a solid route to go. So uh, I think that's a perfectly fine route to go. And then you got Brandon Geyer, too. I wanted to talk about him. If he's in the five hole at 2K on FanDuel and then on DraftKings, we get him at uh, 2.9K. That's obviously a nice little value. And maybe we get Rajay Davis at the top of the lineup. Probably not, but you never know that does happen at times. And that could be a little bit of value to look at. But you talked about Lindor and Ramirez. They're great leverage plays off of Story and off of Arenado. I'm sure everyone's just going to play them. And I'm probably going to be, uh, you know, doing the same exact thing as well, Will. Uh, you want to move on to that Colorado game? Speaking of uh, Story and Arenado? Yeah, man. Let's head on over. Okay, so how are we approaching this one? Uh, you know, we got John Gray, we got Wade LeBlanc. 
John Gray has actually had pretty solid numbers. Sure, he's gotten blown up at times, but if you look at like the strikeout rate, it's been incredible, and there is upside. The problem is the Seattle Mariners are not a team that we uh, can strike out a ton, even though it's a little watered down right now. And then Wade LeBlanc, he's pretty terrible too. I think I'm just loading up on Rockies bats. It's an ugly pitching slate. Uh, I don't know if we could play John Gray, but talk about the Rockies side in general. Talk about Gray and the Rockies bats. What are you kind of doing with them? Well, you know, John Gray, we've had the best of times. We've had the worst of times. But, man, his price stays so low uh, on most slates. I mean, John Gray is typically around 7K or under most of the year. And then, you know, he'll have times where he approaches that 7,500 to 7,800 range. But typically, he's priced low all the time. And he's just a guy, you know, I brought up my friend Nate earlier. Uh, You know, me and him kind of have some guys that we like to gravitate towards when when they're cheap. John Gray is my guy. Jeff Samarja is his guy. Uh, Maybe not this year because Samarja's been, been so awful. But John Gray is just a guy I love to gravitate towards. When he's at a price like this, whether he's at home or on the road, and Mango, you brought up, you know, the K stuff. I mean, his K rate's at 28.4%. He's walking guys at 7%. His XFIP is at 2.98. And on a slate where we're looking and we just maybe we don't feel as comfortable with most of the pitching options, I think this is a guy you've got to love for, for tournament upside here. You know, this is another spot where you can maybe take – John Gray and, five, and four Rockies or uh, on FanDuel, maybe five Rockies on, on DraftKings with him. And, and I, I don't think John Gray burns you here. Does he give up a run or two? Maybe. Uh, but but I just think this is a spot. And, I mean, he's got a pitcher's on tomorrow. Uh, I, I just think John Gray is going to be a good play at this price. I think he's got the, the best combination of skill and upside uh, of any pitcher on this slate for the price. And, uh, you know, his primary pitch is a fastball, so we don't, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, anything going awry that, you know, maybe one of his pitches doesn't move because of Coors. I just think he's the best pitcher in the slate for the price. Yeah, and he got called out of the minors, like, you know, option for AAA, and, uh, you know, came back up. He's got to be pitching with some fire, right? You know, want to have a good outing. I kind of like it. I just think it fits the slate well. It's just an ugly pitching slate. So I think I'm going to take some shots on Gray and maybe pair it up with the Rockies because people just maybe won't do that. I think it's an interesting way to go. I'll obviously be playing a ton of Rockies bats uh, against Wade LeBlanc. Have to like Story, Arenado, all the guys. You guys know it's scores load up on them. Ian Desmond, just phenomenal plays. On the Seattle side, if you did play anyone, where are you looking? Is it mainly just Kyle Seager? I know it's a little more of a watered-down lineup, but, uh, you know, Seattle's obviously got to be certainly in play. They scored seven runs tonight, and I, I, John Gray can blow up at times, and I don't know. Are people thinking the same thing as us, that Gray is a better pitcher than we kind of think that the Rockies think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Uh, maybe, maybe you take a few one-offs, but but that's about it. I don't, I don't think I'd load up uh, against Gray in in this spot tomorrow. Uh, if I was going to target anyone, it, it maybe would be guys like Denard Span uh, and Seager, guys that just aren't going to strike out a ton. Uh, maybe Segura, um, but yeah, all in all, I just I, I don't have as much interest in the. Seattle offense. I just have to hope that's not a mistake tomorrow for this slate. 
Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Unless I, I you know, find out the ownership's just drastically low. But uh, I'm on the Rockies right now and uh, eating the chalk. But we'll see how it obviously uh, all plays out with ownership-wise. And, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next one because everyone knows, hey, it's course Load up on it. Uh, you talked about your buddy Nate, and uh, we'll reference him here because he's got the Oakland Athletics, the San Francisco Giants, and it's Brett Anderson. It's against his buddy Jeff Samarja, who has not been good this year. Uh, Shark Week is coming up, too. That's in about a week or so. So uh, it's not the time to roster Jeff Samarja. I think we got to wait a little bit. I know it's a little revenge, too, another narrative coming up against the old Oakland A's team. But Jeff Samarja has been bad. Uh, and, I mean, this is just not the stadium for the Oakland A's offense. So uh, I just think it's a spot where I'm staying away from the Shark and I'm staying away from the A's offense. What about you? Yeah, um, same scenario. Uh, I, I just don't think there's a reason – um, to go there in this game with Samarja or you know what man going I'm gonna have to stop myself I'm so sorry I, I had to stop myself live on the air Shark has been so bad and isn't isn't he coming back off the DL now is this his first start off the DL uh, I can double check for you. Hang on one second. I don't have I've had the wrong slate pulled up. No 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 okay you know his first one was on uh the seventh and he did not pitch well at all i it doesn't matter i mean he's de- i feel like he's just dead and done right like it, yeah yeah i just hate are- this park man like it's it's a thing that's in my head uh, sorry to cut you off but like i i struggle with playing people in this park but maybe they do have like that nine ten run explosion here that could be really <sighs> you know man go this is this is isn't this the classic everyone says don't play guys in san francisco and we know Oakland is averaging six or more, about six runs on the road. I know it's San Francisco, but we've seen upside games here before. And I'm looking at these Oakland prices. We know Samarja is bad. This has got to be the, the tournament no ownership spot that everybody forgets about. <sighs> Guys, I, I think, I think we got to have some Oakland interest tomorrow. I mean, the more I'm looking at this, and I'm really thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow for the slate. I think I got to have some interest in Oakland. I, I think you have to. I mean, you're looking at some margin who's been so bad, and now you're going to give me Jed Lowry at 3,300, Fowler at 22, Chris Davis 34, Matt Olson 31, Chapman 29, Piscotti 28. I, I think I just sold myself on taking a shot on some Oakland Oakland A's tomorrow, man. Going out. despite the park, I, I think this is a, a prime time spot, and they're going on their own for sure. With cores on the with cores on the map, they're not going to have any ownership. I, I I think I've got to got to have some some A's interest. So Marge has been awful. Yeah, 100%. People won't be playing them. So if you have to have some age interest, where you're looking? You talked about it like Lowry a little bit. Uh, Chris Davis and Matt Olson, they crushed the baseball. Uh, I think they could crush it here too. I think those are two guys I would maybe look at. And maybe Dustin Fowler at the top. I guess those would be the four I really look at. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, if if I'm going to take some A's here, I think I'm going for the power guys. And I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the, the ISO right now, Lowry, Davis, Olsen, 242, 278, 252. Jefferson Marja, oh my goodness, XFIP 6.14 this year, K percentage 15.3, walking guys at 12.7%. Uh, fly ball to lefties this year, man, going 55 and a half, hard hit at 30. Oh, man, th- th- this has got to be the tournament upside. I- I'm sorry, guys. I, I know I kind of caught myself mid-sentence there earlier, but I-, I think Oakland just became my favorite tournament team on this slate. The- they- they've got to score some runs here. 
Yeah, I kind of like the way it could go, too. You put Olsen at first, you put Lowry at second, so you don't have to play DJ LeMahieu, then Chris Davis in the outfield, and then fill the rest with the Rockies bats, right? And then wherever oh, pitchers man. fall in the It just feels like it feels like the A's could do it, right? Like, there's those random slates where they just absolutely break. Like, oh. if they do it in that ballpark in Oakland. Why can't they do it in San Francisco with some of those? Man, uh, man, go, and, and yeah, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. The A's are going to fill the gaps where you probably don't want to play. Now, look, I, I do like Ian Desmond. He's been playing really well. But Matt Olson's ownership compared to Desmond's tomorrow has got to be a fraction of that. What, what do you say? Well, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, but you have utility on FanDuel. Now, on DraftKings, I believe he's outfield eligible as well. I know that switches back and forth. Let me see. If Desmond, yeah, he's outfield eligible as well, so you can slide him in the outfield and fade a cargo or a Blackman. You know, you play one of the other ones with him. There's ways you can make it work, Will, uh, and find ways to be contrarian, right? Uh, so uh, you're talking me on it, man. Like, this is uh, this is interesting. I kind of think it's uh, an d- interesting route to go, and I never like playing guys in this park, but if there's a team that can crush the ball, it is the Oakland A's. I, I'm, listen, I, guys, I'm not trying to spend too much time in this game, but I'm, I'm telling you, like, this, this, this has got to be the spot. Like, Oh boy, I can't believe we're, I can't believe we spent that much time in this game. But but the A's are in a phenomenal spot, man. Going, they, they're probably if if they were in Oakland, I think we'd be all over the A's in this spot. Despite despite being in Oakland, I don't like to play them in Oakland as much either. But I, I just think this is a spot for them. I'm sorry, guys. This this is a good spot. Trust me. Yep, I agree with you there. Let's talk about Brett Anderson against the Giants. Are you playing them at all? I don't know. I'm just kind of like. Eh, like maybe a McCutcheon is a one-off against a lefty, but I'm just not really interested in Anderson and not as interested in the Giants. And like I said, uh, you kind of talked me on the A's there, and I think that's enough to play in this game for me. Well, well, man, go on. Look, I'm, I don't know if Big T is listening to this, but but this is the Big T special right here. This is where I'm, I'm looking at the Vegas totals. How often do we get an eight-and-a-half total in San Francisco? We don't. It doesn't it's, it's not very often. And I've brought this up on the air. San Francisco plays better at home. I'm, I'm not trying to trick you guys into a game stack. But this park is bad. But these pitchers are bad. And I think I've got some interest in the, the Giants as well. Not, a, not as much as Oakland. Not, not nearly as much as Oakland. But like you said, man, maybe we could take, you know, those three Oakland bats and then maybe running on the other side with McCutcheon and fill it in with some Rockies or fill it. I think that's, I think that could be a way to go there. Or, or even if we don't take McCutcheon, I think I'd even be more interested in Gorky Hernandez in this spot. Um, but, but either way it goes, I, I think some offense is going to be scored here uh, sneakily. And I think it's going to have very low ownership, man. Go, I'm sorry to take so much time on this game that I know the industry is going to call boring guys, but, I think this is a spot for some offense. All right, sounds good. Well, let's move on to the last one. We got the Chicago Cubs, San Diego Padres, eight total here. And you talked about Kyle Hendricks and liking him. So the floor is yours. Uh, I know it's a Padres. Uh, it's against the Padres. It's a right-handed pitcher. Uh, is that a reason enough to play Kyle Hendricks? Yeah, look, that's the only reason I have interest in Kyle Hendricks in this matchup. It's just the Padres, guys. Uh, Kyle Hendricks went to the Fountain of Youth and, had an upside game against the Giants. I don't know how that happened. I mean, God, what did he have, eight strikeouts and eight innings or something like that? I mean, it was something crazy. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe, uh, maybe he did it a game too early. Maybe this game he doesn't. He goes back to the old Hendricks and 
go six innings and three strikeouts. Who knows? Uh, but look, this the Padres. We've seen what what right handed pitching can do against this team, and so they've been so bad. I just I'd be willing to take a shot on Hendricks in this spot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I'm going to take a shot on him. I like him in this spot. Definitely a guy that uh, we should look the roster here. Any interest in Perdomo or the Cubs bat? They have a 4.52 implied total. Uh, I think taking a shot on like a Rizzo isn't a bad idea. I'm not going too crazy with Cubs, though. What about you? Yeah, I don't want to go crazy. Uh, Jason Hayward, for some reason, has kind of been one of my favorite Cubs bats when I've played them because his price has typically been uh, pretty suppressed around the industry uh, most games. Uh, so, you know, but I don't think I need the Cubs tomorrow, and so that's kind of where I'm at there. I don't think I want to play them because I don't think I'll I'll have to. So I think the Cubs are probably going to be a, a stay away from me to, on tomorrow's slate, especially with me having so much interest in the in the Oakland game. I just think you know I don't think I'll have any Cubs, uh, but I wouldn't fault if you took you know a few of the lefties. We know Perdomo struggles with the lefties. All right, sounds good, Will. We're going to get on out of here. But before we do that, we got to do the stacks of the day, right? The people need it. The people demand it. So give me an early slate stack, Will, and then give me the late stack. Uh, What are you kind of doing and what are you thinking here? Yeah, uh, early slate stack. I'm going to try to keep it limited to these 4 o'clock games. Like I said, we fully expect FanDuel to do something with it very early. But on on the early slate, uh, I think I think my team's going to be the Washington Nationals. Uh, I think this is this is another one of those spots where they could kind of break out and you know hang 15 games and then score three runs the next five games. But I, I think this is a spot where they can hang a number. And then on the late slate, guys, uh, I'm going to call this my mini stack of the day. I know we're used to full stacks. I, I'm telling you right now, I, I I think I've sold myself on this this Oakland on the Oakland A's guys. I really think. They have a big game tomorrow out there uh, in AT&T, and I, I just – I think that's going to be my stack tomorrow. I think it's going to be Oakland A's because Coors is so obvious. Yeah, uh, I think that makes sense for sure there. Uh, I'm not going to mush the Nationals. I'll stay away, but, uh, you know, I'll just let you kind of, you know, handle it, and I'll probably get some exposure. But I'll kind of help the people who are on DraftKings, man. I'm going to fire away again on the White Sox. I like them here in the spot against Danny Duffy. So that would be the DraftKings early team that I'm really looking at here and think that could be a good play. Also like the Nationals too a little bit, but that will keep that to you, Will. And then uh, I like your take on the A's. I won't take that as well. I'm going to move over and just say, man, that that, that Rangers-Orioles game, I love that one all around. I think game stacking that one up is great. Uh, people are going to be all over course. I'm going to be all over course too, but I do think this is a good contrarian way to go. And if you game stack it up, I feel like it'll just be different not being on course. So uh, load up on that game. It's got a 10 total. Should be a fun one though. But uh, that'll about wrap us up. Anything uh, you know to tell the people, Will, before we get on out of here? No, nah, I think we're good, man. Look, have some fun and let's take some tournaments down tomorrow. All righty, sounds like a plan. We're going to get out of here, though. For me, Travis Van Gogh, for Chief Justice 06, Will Priester, we are gone. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. 
Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. 